Okay, we're going to cross uh, live now to uh, uh, to Verona in Italy, and we're going to join JC Veens on a very early Christmas Eve. Uh, how's it doing at five thirty in the morning there at uh, oh, quarter past five in the morning in Verona, JC? How are you doing? Hey, I feel full of energy, you know. I feel full of energy because uh, I have in front of me our Christmas cake. Oh, look at that! You know, <laughs> those those of you who uh, listened last week actually mm. uh, know that last week I spoke about the war between Pandoro and Panettone. Mm. This is a kind of battle here. Every year people are fighting which one is the Christmas cake of the family. And in front of me now, if anybody can see on Facebook Live, I have the Pandoro that was probably uh, uh, properly snowed out with some powdered sugar. Mm. And it looks like a little bit like a, a star, but also a little bit like the top of mountain. It's a fantastic cake. It's incredible. Uh, it, it is much bigger. It's like two heads. Mm. Mm. <laughs> why <clears throat> Why am, I have this cake? Because I want to make a follow-up of last, actually. Last week, uh, we tasted a beautiful, beautiful sparkling wine to fit with this, uh, to match, to pair well with this cake. But um, I got thinking in the past week that not all sparkling wine uh, will match very well with a cake. And um, today I have in front of me three different sparkling wine and I want to explain the differences and I want to okay. explain which sparkling wine would go well with a cake and those would go better with the main course of the dinner, for example, or for the appetizer of the evening. Because I know some people listening are probably preparing a nice uh, Christmas uh, evening at home mm. uh, with different, uh, they want to, to, to have different wines for different courses of their meal and possibly until the wee hours of the morning. So, uh, I want to say something. You remember, James, that I am representing uh, a, a sparkling wine region. It's mm. called Francia Corta. Sure. <laughs> and by contract, I'm not supposed to promote any other sparkling wine from anywhere else in the world except Francia Corta. But since on the radio we're not supposed to promote anything, Correct. I'm going to speak about sparkling wine from other regions anyway. Sure. Let's hope that they're not listening. <laughs> tomorrow morning they're not going to send me a notice. JC, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> so let's, let's look at some others but, as well. Great. <laughs> But we have to start here with a Franciacotta eh, as, as a way to, to respect my contractual mm. agreement. Mm. Here, this Franciacotta I chose is interesting. First of all, um, mm, uh, this is a wine here made in a traditional method, uh, the same kind of production method as champagne, whereas the second fermentation was made in the bottle. Okay, so this wine should have a lot of toasty notes and a lot of what we call autolytic character. Mm. The, when you taste the wine, it reminds you of biscuit, of uh, croissant, brioche. Okay. And right. this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm. But I chose here this wine because it is uh, it is called here. We could see on the Facebook Live, Bellucci. and I'm going to describe on mm. the radio. Nature. It's written nature, mm. uh, and here in Italian it's called dosaggio zero. Okay. Dosaggio zero. So it means zero dosage. What is zero that? dosage means that in the sparkling wine method, uh, when we make this wine, basically the lees need to stay in the bottle mm. to give us this autolytic character. 
But eventually we need to remove these lees from uh, the bottle uh, in order to make a wine that is clear and bright. And when we remove these lees, this is also a moment to taste the wine and to decide if the wine is balanced or not. And if we feel the wine is a little bit too acidic, then we will add what we call the liqueur de dosage. Mm. Dosage is a, a kind of wine that we will add to the, to the main wine in order to balance. And this dosage normally has a little bit of uh, sweet wine in this dosage. Okay. So that the wine is perfectly balanced on the palate. Mm. And here, uh, this particular wine is not specific to French Accorta. You can also find this in Champagne. You can also find this elsewhere in the world. When it's dosage zero or brut nature, like this one, okay. it means that in this liqueur de dosage, there is no sweet wine, okay. no sugar. So here, this wine will be very dry. So kind of natural. Uh, on the palate. Mm. So when we taste this wine, it will be very um, very refreshing, very lively, but no sweetness whatsoever. Mm. Why I mention this? Because this kind of zero dosage or um, brut nature, they will not pair very well with my cake because the wine will will taste with sweet cake like this one, this wine will taste very sour. So you need the sweet. Terrible. You need the sweet in the wine as well, right? Exactly. To pair beautifully a cake uh, like my Pandoro here, mm, mm. it is so sweet. That is you a fantastic cake, by the way. That's a beautiful <laughs> yes. cake. We're looking at it here. It's amazing. It's it about, is, uh, it is really, oh, it must be 20, really, cent 20 centimetres high, 25. It's very tall, 25, 25 yes, maybe. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow, what and a cake. And then diameter, maybe another 30. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you need, because when the food is sweet, when it's compared to the wine, even the sweet Wine, the food will all be very sweet mm. compared to the wine. So it means that in this case of a dosage zero, the, the, the cake will, will taste very sour. Mm. Uh, no, 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 not the cake. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> my mouth is watering thinking yeah. of this cake. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But when you eat the sweet cake, mm. the problem with the dosage zero wine is that the wine will taste very sour. Yeah. And it will be terrible. Okay. So I don't advise people to drink this wine with uh, a cake. But let's open it and let's taste. Okay. Ah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love this sound, <laughs> especially in the morning. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> so. What a way to start Christmas Eve. Wonderful. <laughs> Cheers. So, so you can see here this, this wine it has a beautiful uh, 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 deep yellow color. Mm. And. On the smell, exactly what I expected. My biscuit smell, my my a kind of a buttered toast that is lovely, right. but with also very lemon and flower notes. Mm. What does it taste like? Mm. And then when I taste it on the palate, it's very, very dry, very, um, very refreshing, but quite, mm, quite. Um, quite lively, quite acidic okay. on the okay. palate. But it is well balanced because actually the alcohol level together with this acidity will make sure the wine is balanced on my palate mm. and it gives me a sensation of refreshment. Mm. So for me, on a party like tonight with um, 
we will have one friend over and my wife and I, most likely I will drink this wine with my friends uh, at, as an appetizer sure. at the beginning. So when my friends come in, uh, I will serve them a glass of this. We will probably have some little canapés, some little uh, things to eat uh, because um, we don't like to drink wine without eating something. This is very important sure. um, uh, because then the wine doesn't get straight to our head and we don't go crazy, <laughs> but also because it's better for the, the health actually, better for the stomach, okay. better for the digestion and better for everything else. But most likely I will have some pieces of hard cheese with this wine mm. and uh, a little snack to, uh, to, to, to drink with this and it will be perfect. Something salty, not something sweet. Okay, that's that one. Then, Good. Yes, then we have another wine here. Okay. Uh, and this happens to be available in Hong Kong. Okay, uh, this is a brand <clears throat> that is available in Hong Kong and this wine is made in... Um, in a region called Trento. Trento is not very far from where I am now. In Verona, if I drive the car to Trento, will take about 30, 40 minutes maximum. And it's in the mountains. Right. And um, in fact, the people from Trento, they say, we make a mountain wine. And uh, the wine normally is very, uh, very powerful, very refreshing, very uh, uh, very lively on the palate, but at the same time, very mouth-filling. Here, what I chose is a wine called Extra Brut. Okay. And this Extra is a Brut. Reserva. So mm -hmm. on the label, we can see Extra mm. Brut Reserva. Okay. So this is one step up versus the Brut Nature. Okay. And this is, a, this is another sparkling nature. wine as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. The first one was Brut Nature. And a Brut Nature is between zero and three grams per liter of residual sugar. Okay. But here in Extra Brut, it's between zero and six grams of residual sugar. So we have more sugar in this wine. Mm -hmm. But uh, Extra Brut is still not sweet enough for cake. Right. And in the category of, of sparkling wine, we have Brut Nature, we have Extra Brut, like this wine, and then we have Brut. And the Brut wine is the most uh, popular category of sparkling wine. This is the wine we find in, in, the, in the supermarket, in the, uh, in the wine shop. Most uh, wine importers in Hong Kong, they carry the... Um, the category extra brut, mm -hmm. uh, uh, extra brut, and also brut, and the brut, the sugar in the brut is from zero to twelve gram per liter of sugar, and twelve gram per liter is not sweet enough for a cake, and so let's taste this wine here. <laughs> this wine here, we are going to uh, to. Uh, to eat something fantastic. You know, I discovered mm. a fantastic corner. They specialize in cheese, but not only the cheese from Italy, but also have cheese from France. Okay. And so the other day I went to the lady and I said, hey lady, uh, do you have the cheese called Mont d'Or? Mont d'Or. And then she said, yes, we do. Uh, but we have to order. How many do you want? How many? Oh, my goodness. I said to her, you know the right question to ask me. So I said, give me three. <laughs> she was so surprised. She thought I would order only one. But no, How this big are they? Are, they, are they? are they big? 
you, you know the the Mondor is oh, about uh, in diameter maybe maybe 15 20 centimeter diameter okay. mm. and the thickness of this uh, cheese is about 10 centimeter thick and we put it in the oven for about half an hour it becomes uh, uh, piping hot in fact boiling mm. Uh, mm. it's bubbling hot and uh, it's really fantastic with this wine here really really fantastic because uh, this wine is a reserva, mm. and I'm going to taste it for you now. Please. Oh, there's another one. I'm not waking up my uh, wife. Don't wake anybody up in the house. You, you've got a lot of um, sparkling wine to get through today. <laughs> Indeed. So here, this uh, what we've got here is this beautiful, uh, slightly golden color, because this wine is a reserva, and yeah. a reserva wine needs to spend extra long time aging before release. And so here, I have my biscuit aroma of autolytic character, like I like the previous one. But here I have a little bit more than this. I have some toasty roasted notes as well. A little bit like um, creme brulee, you know, the the, the, mm. the, the brown part of the On creme the top, brulee. Yeah. On the top, yes. Mm. And beautiful honeyed and nuts. Very oh. fantastic. And so with this Mondor cheese, it would work very super well. Mm. And so we are going to start the evening eating this Mondor cheese, getting into uh, our main course, which will be uh, a, a piece of uh, leg of lamb. And with the leg of lamb, we are going to switch to, to red wine. But let me taste here this extra brut. Okay. Let's taste it. And again, you see, extra brut, it feels very dry on the palate. It cleans the palate. The acidity really refreshes, and the acidity is quite tasty. Here in Italy, we call this wine, this kind of acidity, sapid, very sapid, sapidita. It gives us this really amazing uh, uh, refreshment on the palate and with the cheese, with this Mondor cheese, what will happen is that the fatness of the cheese will be totally cleaned out mm. by the um, uh, this beautiful bright acidity of this wine. And now I can tell very well that such extra brut is still not sweet enough for a cake. Okay. That's very important to consider. So just to make a quick recap before I open my last bottle, in the sparkling wine world, there are many different categories. Mm. So it starts with brut nature, and the sugar inside is from zero to, zero to three grams. Yeah. Then we have extra brut, which is zero to six. And then we have brut zero to 12. Mm -hmm. Okay, most brut wine on the market, they have residual sugar of about nine grams per liter. Uh, they don't go up to 12. And after that, this is where it becomes a little confusing. We have another category that is called extra dry. Extra dry is from um, 12 grams to 17 grams of residual sugar. Okay? And so an extra dry wine, actually, why I say it's confusing, because um, it's not really dry. It's actually sweet. So there is a little bit of residual sugar, and you can start to feel it, especially at 16, 17 grams per, per, per liter, you start to feel the sugar. And an extra dry style become better with a sweet food, with a cake. 
But in my taste and in my experience, an extra dry style is still not sweet enough for um, for sweet food for okay. cake. Okay. Because most prosecco, most prosecco that we find on the market are in the extra dry style, and for me, I like. Um, uh, extra dry prosecco with salty food because okay. the slight sweetness of a prosecco will give us this beautiful uh, balance. Mm. And finally, oh, let's, let's quickly, open this one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a wine from prosecco, and this is a category called Cartizze. And I spoke about that last week with a cake. I said it would be an excellent match. Because this is a category called dry, mm-hmm. and the category dry, the sugar inside is from 17 to 32 grams of residual sugar. So much more uh, residual sugar in a dry style. And when I look at this wine, this is a beautiful wine made in a tank method. So the wine is very floral, very aromatic. It really jumps out of the glass, perfect for a cake. And then when I taste it, Definitely, the bubbles are there, they are mouth-filling, there is a beautiful acidity that cleans my palate, but definitely there is a sweet finish on this wine. Mm. And this sweet finish reminds me of um, stone fruit, uh, um, tropical fruit, and it will work excellently with, with the cake. my Christmas cake. <laughs> Fabulous. Fantastic. Just, just tell us again what that and one so, was. What that, we must finish now, but just uh, tell us again what that one was. That was the... This one, yeah, this yeah. one excellently with the cake, yeah. is a Cartizze Prosecco. Mm. But even if we don't find Cartizze, at least we need to look for the sparkling wine in the category called dry. Because a, a dry sparkling wine is actually a sweet sparkling wine. And this is what we have to look for. Brilliant. JC, as ever, giving us some a fabulous insight, this time into uh, sparkling wines and, and that fabulous cake. Wow. Put together. <laughs> You're going to have a great breakfast this morning, aren't you? <laughs> Look at oh, that. Oh, yes. I will wait for my wife to wake up and then we are going to enjoy this cake together. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, have a lovely Christmas Eve. Have a wonderful Christmas and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, JC. Absolutely. Ciao. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.